I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The one, the only, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm going to lead with a Shams tweet because oh, we have somebody on the Dallas Mavericks. Mavs news, Mavs news, Mavs news. That is at the forefront of this whole discussion right now. Is it Luka Doncic? No. Is it Kristaps Porzingis? No. Not even close. Is it Ryan... Bro- oh, no. Never mind. He's not oh, why do you have to go there? Why do you have to go there? Friend of the pod, Ryan Brokoff. Is it Tim Hardaway Jr.? No. The accountant. It is Dwight Powell from Shams tweeting today, uh, or yesterday as you're listening to this, the NBA and the MBPA, uh, which is a player's association, are forming a working group and have, called Tuesday, have it called Tuesday to discuss return to play strategies will include... MBPA president Chris Paul and players Russell Westbrook, Jason Tatum, Kyle Lowry, and Dwight Powell. Wow. Let's go. Happy for him. And it's funny seeing the replies to that of everyone saying, who is Dwight Powell? But if you are uh, a Mavericks fan and you know anything about Dwight Powell, uh, I mean, I raised my eyebrows because a little bit, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But then it just made sense. I'm like, of course. Like, of course Dwight's on this type of committee. Dwight is so smart, went to Stanford, has his degree in science, technology, something else, uh, society, I think, that was his major at Stanford. And uh, this fits in perfectly when you think about it, so. Yeah, like I told Isaac before we start recording, in every group, in every group project, there has to be one person that does all the work. Dwight Powell is that person. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yes, everybody in the organization speaks so highly of him. Teammates love him. And he's a brilliant guy. I mean, he fits the Harrison Barnes mold of like, that's like Rick, him An and ambassador. Rick Carlisle. Yeah, him and Rick Carlisle. They just connect over yeah. their brainiac, I don't know, wizardy. On today's show, we are going to be doing what the rest of the Locked On Network has been doing this week, and we are going to be focusing on a what if. We are going to be focusing on what if the Mavericks actually won the 2020 title. It seems like a long shot, everyone, you know, before you you freak out about it, and you guys are Mavericks fans, so you're probably not freaking out too much about it and saying that this is a completely ridiculous hypothetical, but... We also want to talk about it in the sense of what does it mean? Uh, piggybacking off our conversation yesterday about should the NBA actually continue the season? Should they just cancel the season? Would the title actually mean anything? So let's put it in terms that maybe we understand. And what would it mean to actually Mavs fans? What would it mean to the Mavericks if they actually won the title? Are we just talking you know, so hypothetically about canceling the season? We wouldn't realize, man, you know what? Actually, it would be cool to win you know, if the Mavericks. If the Mavericks won the title, then it counts. But if if anybody else wins the title, then it wouldn't count. So we're gonna talk about that. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Lockdown. You'll get ten dollars off your first order, your first box. Ten dollars off. It's pretty good. Promo code Lockdown. All right, Isaac. Uh, the twenty twenty title. It's up in the air. Dwight Powell is now on this committee working with. Um, the NBA and the league office to try and 
bring the season back to finish the season. There was a report earlier from Chris Haynes that just every superstar in the NBA <laughs> agrees that they should continue the season. Uh, and so our conversation yesterday, there's probably not going to be any players now that will come out and say, you know, any prominent players that will say that they don't want the season to continue. It seems like the players have been spoken for, at least at this point. Maybe there there will be a couple exceptions, but it, don't, it doesn't seem to be a, a sticking point at all now after that report from me. For me, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I think there is. I think there would be a little bit of peer pressure in that too. Uh, just that if there is a player or, or even a big player that uh, was uncomfortable or felt the opposite of that group, uh, I don't think it would be harder for them to come out at this point because I think they would feel like they have to uh, go with the consensus at that point. So, uh, yeah, I, I never, yeah, I never thought big names would want to, st- you know, not finish a season, especially big names who could win a, you know, win a title like Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, and, you know, Giannis, and some of these guys. Yeah, um, I, I think it, the, yeah, the people that go in between the Spencer Dinwiddies of the world, that he's the perfect example of it. Of Here's this- how many of people are of them. The report from Chris Haynes was LeBron, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Giannis, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Steph Curry. Which besides maybe Harden and then like Luca, right? Like those are the biggest players in the NBA. Uh, yeah. Pretty much all represented. And Westbrook, I guess, is represented representing Harden, I guess. Um That's like that's all of them. And then it was interesting that like Curry and Durant are on that because they wouldn't come back and play anyway, even if the se- if even if the season continued. But they understand that if the season doesn't continue, that affects them in other ways. That affects the salary cap, mm-hmm. that affects next year, you know, that affects so many other things. And so it's cool to see players like that even getting involved with this. Uh, and it says that uh, they held a private conversation call on Monday and established a united front in favor of resuming the season. So those, at least the, the representatives from the, you know, the biggest players in the NBA want to continue season, which is not super surprising. We, we thought more, we thought maybe it would be, it would be a long shot for one of those type of players to say they don't want to play. Uh, yeah, and and, I mean, and if and if they didn't, I don't even think we'd be this far down the road. If they were consensus the other way, then that would give you a heads up right then that the players' association would never sign off on anything. And what what are we even doing at this point? Holding out hope. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, this was a, kind of an expected thing that hey, they they want to finish it. We just got to see if they'll be able to finish it. Going back to the 2020 title, if they can pull this out in Vegas, a Disney format would. You say that this format opens up the possibility for a wildcard team like the Mavericks to pull it off. Is it more likely for the Mavericks to win in this format or the previous format? I think it's more likely the Mavericks win in this format. Why, Nick? Because... It's more of a wildcard we don't know. The... Why are you making that face at me? Because I wasn't trying to trick you because I I was hoping that you would pick this format because... It's easier? Because... It, it's just a different type of format. It's different than the previous it is different. one. It, I, I never said that it wasn't different. Why would I say it was different? That'd be a stupid <laughs> no, no, no. thing to say. Keep keep going. Because this is this is something we don't we don't know. It was there's it was so known the way that the normal playoffs work. We understand how it works. It's very hard in the NBA for an underdog team, which the the Mavericks would be against the Clippers in the first round. It's it'd be very hard for an underdog team to win in that it everything, you know, normal. Everything the way it was 6 months ago, right? Uh, but in this way, sure, I guess it could be easier. Uh, we could have some rust from some older players. That could be a, a factor. That could happen. The Mavericks are a young team and they're 
best players are under the age of 25. We've said that so many times. But I think there's a better chance that they could do it in this format, especially if they even change up some of the the way that the games work. Maybe they go five-game series. Maybe they just go three-game. I, mean, I was looking at some of the past, um, you know, like like uh, Magic Johnson and even like in the 80s and even some of the 90s, they had best of five um best of five in the first round and if you want three games you're done (laughs) that's it that's that's super short and so three games you know any team can kind of win three games it seems like um if you get hot enough at a certain point and everything starts to go right for you so yeah i think the mavericks it there's a potential for them to win if it comes down to it maybe somebody holds out you know who knows maybe paul george he wasn't in the call maybe he's not down (laughs) with finishing the season yeah, so okay, I, I do have a question. If the if the Mavericks did pull this off, and which I do think that will be a talking point to it, if they can pull this off and pull playoffs off in Disney, I, I do think a lot of people, uh, some of the media talking points. I want to see it. What the betting odds will reflect of this? Will the betting odds reflect younger teams? Will that become a prominent storyline to where people just and like they all think that. Oh, if the younger the team, it'll be easier for them to bounce back. Or if people will hold the age factor against a team, you know, with somebody like Chris the Paul. Grizzlies. Or some... The Grizzlies are going to kill the Lakers then. The age factor. No, no, no I'm, I'm wondering. <laughs> I, I don't think it will go that far. But I'm just saying, I just wonder if that will become a huge talking point. But if the, if the Mavericks pull this off, will this title run be more impressive than the 2011 run? That's a ridiculous thing to compare it to. The 2011 no, title want, run no, no, is so impressive. Try, it's one of the most do, impressive title runs of all time. It is. I'm not trying to do the whole like <laughs> comparing all this stuff. I'm saying just like te- team-wise. Because, I throw this out there, because they would potentially have to beat the, the Clippers. Be way ra- underdogs, yeah. Clippers in round one. Probably Denver in round two. You're facing the three seed, two seed, Lakers in, in round three. Probably, yeah. And then, let's just say the Bucks in, in the finals. That's a... Kawhi round That's quite one. the murderer's <laughs> row of teams. It's insane. I still don't think it matches up to Dirk's run and Dirk's legendary run, but still, because that would be, this one, this run would be easier. I think teams and it'd be a little easier. Yeah, <laughs> I, I you don't have to take those. You don't have to take those twelve plane rides. <laughs> I love how you bash the travel, but travel has been such a big thing in the NBA and just how much travel has affected people. During and the regular like, season. You never talk about travel of during course. the playoffs. Talk about travel during the playoffs. Okay. Anyway. You have like a whole day in between games. <laughs> Two days in between some games. No big deal. Travel doesn't mean anything. Doesn't, it doesn't not mean anything, but it's not like this ridiculous <laughs> thing that you can't get over. No, but it means something. To you, it means nothing. Okay, so for for me, it's like oh, if it was a, on this all around again. a negative from one to a hundred to be like a ten. For you, it's like an eighty. It's like, oh man, this is so hard. No, I think it's like a sixty. I just think it it adds to it. Travel does add to it. I don't I don't understand why we like how that is a like a negotiable thing. Like travel does affect. Players. Try being away from your family and having a Q tip shoved into your brain. How about that every single day? That's testing. <laughs> All right, coming up, let's talk more about this. What it would actually be like if the Mavericks won and how we would respond, what we would look at, how we would look at it historically and all that. But before we do Isaac Harris, I have a built bar in my hand. I have the mint one. This is your favorite one, right? So far. Oh, that's my, send that to me. The I hear Wonka I'll Wonka vision it to you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just 
eat the mint bar. Tell me what you like about the mint bar. And I'm gonna take a bite out of it and tell you tell you how what I feel, what nodes I'm I'm tasting from it, what what consistency, all that. The last time you ate one of these built bars on a podcast, it was just you just chewed forever. I took uh, a much smaller bite this time. Here's the thing. I actually had one of these uh, bars for breakfast this morning. It's a solid bar. Uh, it's the mint brownie flavor. That's yes, that is my favorite uh, flavor in it. But. Uh, yeah, I just think it's incredible. I like the chocolate on the outside, and uh, it's a good chewy bar. Yes, it's a delicious bar. I just tasted it. It's delicious. It tastes like a Thin Mint. Yeah, it's great. It tastes like a Thin it's Mint. Like a, it's great. It's like the a, chocolate on the outside is awesome. I actually like them better in the fridge. I've been putting mine in the fridge, but I just tried this one outside of the fridge. This is 15 grams of protein in this bar, 110 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. That's an incredible bar. Uh, they're pretty healthy for you. Builtbar.com. Go to it right now. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You can get $10 off your first order. Go get some. Go get you some mint brownie or just the regular double chocolate brownie. Those ones are delicious too. I love those ones. Builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. We love them. Check it out and uh, try them for yourself. All right, Isaac. So let's start with fan reaction. So... Let's say the Mavericks win a title. You can't do a parade, right? So social distance parade. Do you do a social distance parade? Well, in Texas, you might be able to do a parade by the time by the time it yeah. happens. They're opening stuff up so quick. But uh, could you, would you would it be a Zoom parade? Would it be the biggest Zoom call ever? You just do a Zoom parade where everybody just can sign on. Well, I mean, let's just start here of saying that whoever wins the title in this format, their fan base will fully like claim it. As like, uh, just like any other title, they'll give so, all the all the hilarious points I was making yesterday about how it's harder. Like all that stuff, like that, they'll be completely embracing that as as truth. Yes, so Mavs fans will fully embrace it. Um, I think, yeah, I think more important questions more with like players and stuff. But I don't know what they would do to celebrate. I mean, we just don't know. Yeah, we just don't know what the country will look like in first of September. Probably what we're looking at. Yeah, what a, right. Um, when a, a title or a champion will be crowned, but um, it will be yeah. also it'll be a memorable title too, right? I, I know we yeah. we might not think it be as impressive as other titles, or even or even you went to the degree of saying it wouldn't count as a title, but it would be memorable. Like you won in the coronavirus year, like that's that's a pretty memorable title. Like that's like uh, I can't even think of what it, <laughs> what to even compare it to. There's just nothing that's happen like that uh it's like if there was a title during like the civil war right like you know yeah there's nothing well, really to yeah. compare it to it'll definitely be memorable i mean if it's if this is a two-year thing who you know who won the coronavirus titles you know yeah just, without fans uh, the, the no fans titles no fans no traveling disney world titles well you know will it be the disney titles yeah, will, will it be, it be the, the, disney the corona titles uh if it's a <laughs> if it's a two-year thing um but yeah, I have some like roster questions of like, like how would this if this Mavericks team won this title? Yeah, how would like just bigger picture thing? Is there anything that people around the league would look at and try to model anything after this team if they won it? Like, I'm trying to think of something to where. You see this in like football sometimes, to where like a, if a team like the Mavericks as a seven seed went on this run, won the title. Is there anything you can, if you're an opposing team, that you can pull from this and be like, dang, like look how the Mavericks did this. This is what we need. Because I, I, 
I don't think there's anything off the top of my head. The first thing I think of is, would it take even more of the stink off of like European players being soft? Right? Yeah. Does it? Do you? One. Do we fully? As you know, and most of us are not don't even think that anymore, right? Like, um, but does it fully take that notion, that stereotype off that they have now won at the highest level? The Mavericks have done it twice with players, you know, for, you know, European players at the helm, uh, especially with Luca and Porzingis being the best two players. Do teams then fully lean into you have to have a jump shooting five? Does it does it fully push you yeah. into that that era of? If you don't have five guys on the floor that can shoot or, you know, five guys that can shoot in a lineup, like th- you have to be able to make a lineup where five guys can shoot, right? Maybe that's where it goes, where it, they, it gets there faster than we even thought. And I wonder if it, it would put any type of more emphasis on just draft picks at all, even though draft picks are so valued that the fact that the Mavericks best player you know, is making $7 million, whatever. Like Luke the rookie is quarterback thing. Yes, like the rookie quarterback thing. It's where it's like, dang, if we can just it, hit the home run with, which I know there's not ever, not always Luka so Doncic in yeah. every draft. But still, it's just like, there is something about that that I wonder. Um, another question is like, the impact of the front office in Dallas and like Cuban and them with like free agents. Because... Then you obviously want to compare. Well, Mavs fans finally trust Donnie Nelson to to pull <laughs> off an off season if they win a title with this squad. Well, like this is so you like the natural comparisons will go back to 2011. Now, there's not as many people that's like up for you know free agency and stuff compared to 2011. But still, I wonder if this would impact. I wonder what 2011 if that would play any type of role in the following offseason. Because if the Mavericks win a title this year, then that means like players like Maxi or Seth, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian, like a couple of these guys are gonna have some massive series and really like yeah. take the next step in the playoffs. So in in a in this other world that we've been like picturing over the next couple of years, we expect the Mavericks at some point to maybe try for a third star, right? Yeah. Whether it's through free agency or packaging a bunch of pieces. But if the Mavericks won this year, would it would it make the front office take a step back and say, maybe we shouldn't go all in for a third star. Maybe we should just keep this group together because of how they just performed. Maybe we shouldn't do what 2011 taught us and say, we don't want to break up this team and just keep it going. <laughs> like, what, where do you think they land on it? Or will they say, no, we, all, we ha- always have to be all in and always have to be proactive about this. I'm really curious about that. It would be a fascinating thing to see because we, we do this every year. We do, okay, whatever the Mavs decide to do in free agency – or in the draft will tell us what they are planning. We always have to reverse engineer it as media, as just people following the team, because the team will tell you one thing, like, oh, we believe that our team can win. We believe we have the best players that yeah. can win, you know. But they, they'll never tell you their real thoughts about the team, right? If you could do a truth serum and get Donnie Nelson to say, okay, when do you think the Mavericks can realistically win a title with Luka and Porzingis as the two best players, right? You think yeah. he would he would say we believe we can contend for a championship now, or do you think he would say, actually, you know, I kind of think that maybe in three years is probably our best bet. You know, he would never say that. But the way that we look at free agency, we reverse engineer it and try to say, okay, well, because they didn't make a huge swing for a third star, then we think that maybe they think they're a, a couple years away, or they're just keeping their powder dry for Giannis, and maybe that's their excuse to not go yeah. for it all the way. 
I think if the Mavericks were to win a title, if that actually happened, that means that either Tim Hardaway Jr. or Seth Curry stepped up in an incredible, you know, Jason Terry jet kind of way, right? I think it would have to get to that level potentially for one yeah. of those two guys. I can't think of anybody else that would be in that role. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, and, I'm and, more thinking and, like in do, doing that though. Then all of a sudden you have a decision: do you just keep those guys together because? Is is Tim Hardaway Jr. or Seth Curry all of a sudden stepping into that third role that he can be that third guy and, and fill enough of the production or maybe eighty percent of the production that you know a, a star player could do? Yeah, it would be like kind of like imagine that 20, 2011 team and you have like you have like two Dirks, not triple Dirks. You have like two Dirks and to where you have like Luca and KP, but then you have some of these other guys that would step up in the, I know like Sean Marion's better than Dorian Finney-Smith, but like what if Dor- Dorian Finney-Smith or Maxi or one of those guys like stepped up to a level of like a Jason Kidd type of role, like that, that impact type of role on the 2011 team to where it would fast forward to like next summer. They win a title this fall, bunch of role players stepped up in these huge roles they won it were hyped then next fall or next summer comes and brad bills on the market and washington's like all right we'll take three of those guys seth curry dorian maxi first round or whatever hey that's nba champion maxi by the way yeah, and it's like, all right, after we just seen them like step up, we could be saying like we wouldn't win a title without Dorian and Maxi or Seth Curry in this jet role and like all this different stuff. Like that's how I wonder how the front office will view it. Do you just go all in? But since you just won with those pieces and everything fits so well, do you just keep the band together because you saw what happened in 2011 when you broke the band up? That's that's the what's fascinating. I mean, we can't predict that, right? It it's almost impossible to predict but coming up we'll discuss it more discuss maybe what the Mavericks could be thinking if they do in fact win a title alright Isaac so if the Mavericks did pull it off and some of those players stepped up you could also there could also be an angle of well this was a little bit of a fluke do we still try and improve like we were back well, you know, a fluke. B- before all this it would be a fluke if they I'm did win the title. I thought you meant like. You want me to bash the Mavericks? Like, is that what we're? Trying no. I, th- I thought you were gonna like go on the. You're angle just trying like, to get me oh, to slip up and say that I really don't believe that this would be a legit title. This is totally legit, Nick. And if it would be, um, what if the Mavericks won the title and Porzingis was Finals MVP? Oh, that's good. One of my th- one of my notes I put on this uh, when I was thinking about this spot is if if they win a title that means KP is like all the way back and like all the way back his and, run that he made uh, like you know right before the season ended he would have to be that good the yeah. whole time and I literally wrote they would be like hands down the best young core in the league like the best young duo on the league yeah. if they ran through the playoffs through the Clippers and they're, Lakers they're and Jokic there, but, yeah. and well yeah but it's like. <laughs> They like there would be no discussion no, just, that yeah. that duo would. I mean, people would just be like, ride it, ride it off the next years. <laughs> you know, this this is the you know the, how many championships can they you know, can they win? These two being <laughs> so young. Win, like, if the Mavs win the title, does Vladi Divac get fired on the spot? Just like as soon as the final <laughs> clock ticks, like Shams tweets out, Vladi Divac has been removed. <laughs> Rashad Phillips is over there like, hey, let me tweet out Trey Young. Watch oh out for Trey Young. Oh, my gosh. Year. We should, every year during the draft, we should do some kind of, uh, 
we should do some kind of Rashad Phillips memorial, like reading of his like bad tweets about Luca and Alonzo Trier, and then we should just like cheers together as a as a podcast. Well, you know, we're all we're already past Mavs Academy Awards, so the, normally the Mavericks are out at this point. That's true. Oh, we should make okay Mavs Academy Awards. We should give a Rashad Phillips memorial bad tweet of the year award. <laughs> Like, yeah, that has to be. Yeah, that has to be an award. It has to be a category. Oh uh, man, bad bad Luca tweet because he has yeah. a handful of Luca tweets that are incredible. They're really bad. Um, I do want to ask something about Luca. How the status that this would put Luca on and the trajectory that we're talking Luca be on because like if even LeBron when you look won at guys the title like, in 07. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you look at guys like LeBron and you know Jordan and some of these guys. They didn't win a title until what year six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. somewhere through there. And it's like for Luca to win a title in year two, where that would like put him. I would have to do research too of like looking at what Hall of Fame like superstars won a title in their Magic, first two Magic years. Magic did his rookie year. But, Besides Magic, yeah, that's the only one that comes to my mind immediately. But Still it's like, I, <laughs> I I just wonder, like, how many of those stars do that, and what would that do for Luca's expectations moving forward? With then, I mean, yeah, I, I just wonder the level. What would that, like you you know you said earlier, what would that do for just the perception of a European player, which has gotten so much better over the years, but still has some work you know to be done too. But I yeah, I'm so. Yeah, that would just be unheard of for somebody like that to win in year two. Kareem won a title with his, his second year with the Bucks. Oh, okay. That was another huh. one I thought of, but um, guys, Kareem's Kareem's like accomplishments and stats. It's very good. when you really boil it down, it's really hard to argue like against him for being in that goat conversation. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, at that point, it just comes down to like LeBron or not LeBron Jordan can take over a game. <laughs> In a way that just Kareem couldn't. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. why the NBA has swung the way that it has with ball handlers being these, you know, everybody's a point guard. <laughs> LeBron's a point guard. Lucas a point guard. Harden's a point guard. Yeah. Everybody. But anyway. Uh, okay, if the, if the Mavs won the title, what would it mean for, for other teams? <sighs> I so, Clipper, like- do the Clipper, so the Clippers lose in the first round, right? The ripple effects. Yeah. Do they... They just keep it together and run it back? I guess they have so, to yeah, do one year. Think, does, does that mean they yeah. blow it up after the second year? I think the Clippers just have to run it back at that point because, you know, you got these guys under contract for two years. Uh, at that point, they pull the card, which I think some teams will pull. If Matt, they get put out early, they'll pull the card of, you know, it was just hard for Kawhi and them to come off a of four-month. He know. just was used to traveling, and since he didn't have to travel, it just wasn't the same. Paul George <laughs> losing the first round again. That's true. Twice with Westbrook and then now again with Kawhi. Right, Clipper, Clippers run it back for sure. If the Lakers lose to them in the Western Conference Finals, I don't. they don't do anything. I mean, they're just going to keep on running. They, I can't, mean, do much, they can't do much anyway. Yeah. That, they're, they're, they're just going to try to add pieces around them. I think the Denver one would be interesting because if the Mavericks put them out in round two, this is two straight years lose, losing in round two. This is two straight years that you're, you finished as a – well, actually, did they finish as a top four seed last year? I don't think so. Were they? I'm gonna look. And, you know, so they would be the three seed right now. Would would this be the final kicker? Like for Denver, do they have to reach the Western Conference Finals this year for them not to like break it up? Denver was because, two last year, yeah. Dang, yeah. So if they lose wins them, though, not a ton. 
if they lose to the Mavericks in round two, I think this is the time for them of saying, all right, this Jamal Murray with with Jokic, we need to entertain Jamal Murray packages. Let's do the Bradley Beal trade, right? Like they, they decided yeah. to swing like that. Yeah, I mean, and then you look in the long run. I mean, how – okay. <laughs> Would this help or hurt the Mavericks' chances at getting Giannis if they beat him in the finals? Ooh. You can't do the same thing Durant did, right? That's, know, that's what Giannis on, would be doing. He'd be doing the same thing Durant did. But it just depends on how, like, what you want. If you want to win. I mean, I think it's hard to – I mean, Kevin Durant, I feel like his daily thing is wake up and argue with Matt Moore. So, <laughs> I, I mean, this dude is, like, constantly in his head about these things. And oh, if – like, I wonder if, it, if that was a player who – isn't on social media as much or doesn't really get in his hair and care about like what a lot of people say about him. Yeah, I wonder this is if, gonna, like, isn't going to be on social media much anymore. Oh, oh gosh. That was <laughs> Gian, Okay, for people that aren't on Twitter, Giannis got big time hacked the other day and uh, some guy like threw off a string of tweets like just com- like incredibly racist, incredibly vulgar tweets. Uh, just 26 minutes of complete destruction of anything and one of the tweets was i'm going to the warriors <laughs> not vulgar nothing just i'm going to the warriors with like the eyes emoji <laughs> would mavs fans would mavs fans take a title this year or get Giannis if they had a choice in 2021 it's so strange this conversation is so strange because would you take the one-time experience of a title that like at least 50% of this podcast wouldn't say is legitimate or would you take <laughs> the idea of getting to play uh, getting to watch for a, for a certain amount of time this trio yeah. of incredible basketball right like which would you rather take cuz would you sacrifice this title for the chance at many more titles it's the guaranteed you know this, title over yeah the, the guaranteed you know title over guaranteed. yeah a guaranteed title over the the potential of not one, not two, not three, or what's God bless. not uno, <laughs> no uno, no dose, no trace. <laughs> It'd have to be. That would, that would be the international big three. Right. That Has never happened league. before. The closest is like the Kings, right? Those Kings teams. I guess so. Vlade and Peja. Who? Who? Okay. Yeah. Who? Which team in NBA history has won with their two best players foreign born? It's never happened. Is Duncan does Duncan count? No. It's called, the, it's called the U.S. Virgin Islands. Dang it! <laughs> I don't think he. Well, did he play for? Team, no, I don't think he played for Team USA. Yeah, he did. He was on the Redeem team. Oh, never mind. Dang. I was gonna say him and Tony Parker, but Tony and Manu. <laughs> that's true. The, yeah, that's the Spurs. That's a good point. The Spurs Close. is the closest with Duncan. Yeah. Uh, I can't even like. Pau Gasol, Sasa Vu- <laughs> Pau is good. Kobe was technically born in Italy, but no, we're not pulling that Kyrie card. Yeah, that's the Kyrie. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, Pau Gasol is foreign-born players. I can't think of many more. Yeah, Tony Kukoc and Luke Longley. He's not even top five on that team. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's higher than that. But. Yeah, that, that would be the only time. I mean, the, the best foreign-born player has oh Hakeem. Is anybody with Hakeem? Yeah, no. there's not I been mean, many. I don't think there's been any where their two best players Dirk are foreign. Page, Page. We just we just watched those finals and he barely played. <laughs> oh man, Dirk and Brian Cardinal. 
Either so, way, so that, that would be, be a, that would be a first, though. I think I'd have to go looking back, but just thinking off the top of our heads, I think that's a first. Yeah, for sure. Um, two small things, real quick. How would this impact Tim Hardaway's free agency? Would it help him? Uh, would it make him want to opt out, even though the financial uncertainties with everything? Because this might mean that he had a, an incredible playoffs, right? And it just like, oh, I can get a massive, a big contract, or. If they win, does it make him want to sign a long-term extension? And he's like, hey, this this works so well. I want a title. And combined with, I don't know what the salary cap and stuff is going to look for, look like moving forward, I'll just stay here. I, I don't know where – yeah. Yeah, that's a huge question. Does that help or hurt the Tim Hardaway? Well, and you just want a title, so you know that this team is title contending. You, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't think twice to re-sign him long-term. But then, yeah. you, then you hurt your chances at Giannis, so – True. There's so many. And, there's so many things that go into that. And then my last one is like, what's this do for the all-time status of Rick Carlisle? And yeah. He'd win. He'd win his second title in less than two years, uh, and basically a whole new squad. You know, like, I mean, outside of JJ Barea, which isn't a prominent role on this team, that's it's wild. Just to- two totally different teams in a span of nine years, and he'd have two titles. And uh, yeah. I, I think it would it would be do wonders for I mean he's already considered a, a, an incredible great coach but I just wonder where people would put him on the pantheon of coaches at that point there's been do 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 14 coaches 14 coaches just me counting uh Wikipedia didn't put a numbering system on this but four coaches have won two titles no, 14, Fort, 14, 14, 14, oh, okay. sorry. Four. Uh, like, Spolstra, Bill Russell is a player coach. <laughs> Casey Jones, Red Holzman of the Knicks, Tommy Heinsohn of the Celtics, uh, Chuck Daly, Steve Kerr, Popovich, Riley, Arbach, Phil Jackson, and then uh, oh, Rudy Tomjanovich with the, the Rockets. Like There's not many coaches. He That's, yeah. that's high level right there. And I think people would respect these. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even do it. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke. People respect this title the most because he went through the most to win this title and all that stuff. But um, <laughs> there you but go. I do think I do think his ti- these ti- th- his two titles, if they could win it this year, Rick's two titles, it would, would matter. No, no, it would be it, like people would look at it and be like, "Dang!" Like if you're gonna consider this one legit, which a lot of people apparently will, it's like I think people will look at it and be like, "Okay, well, Rick's two titles mean more than Spo's two titles." Well, Spo got them on a on kind of a mercenary team with LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, right? I know that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel people will respect Carlos titles more than something like a Spolster side, even though we think Spolster's incredible. But yeah, the fact that it's back to back, you have that big three, LeBron, and then was just crazy. And but like Carlos is so different, and the cast of characters and all this stuff. So anyway, fun. What if that was a fun one? It wasn't depressing or anything. So. uh that's a fun what if. We'll be back tomorrow with another what if. And then on Thursday, live on Hot Mike, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom, Bill Park. <laughs>